Hi, I'm Sarah Devereaux. Hello, I'm Holly Oliver. And welcome to Cover Your Eyes Uncovered. Today on Uncovered, we're talking about test screening audiences and how they've influenced the movies we love. I like that. I always wonder. I like actually never even thought about that. Oh, good. Yeah. Because I was writing it and I was like, is this going to be really like kind of boring? <laughs> no, it's something that I never think about. But then like you've mentioned a couple of times how like the test audience hated it and they made big changes. And it's like, I really didn't even realize they did that for movies. Um, and it makes me wonder like who is in it? Who's chosen? And how did they get to determine what like the rest of the world's going to like? So I am interested. Today we're going to go on a journey <laughs> through the wild world of test screening. <laughs> okay. So it's been around since the beginning of filmmaking. And a lot of directors and people who make movies have said, you know, throughout time, like, hey, I spend so much time with this work, this one movie. And I see the same thing over and over and over and over again at every stage. And at some point, I don't know what it even looks like anymore. So I think that's a really good point to keep in mind. And that's something that's been very consistent throughout Hollywood. So it's not like this new thing that just started. I thought test screening might have been like a symptom of corporate America's takeover of Hollywood. Mm -hmm. But it's not. When you think of The Wizard of Oz, what song do you think of? We're off to see The Wizard, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. That's what I think of, like the munchkin singing. I guess I should think of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which is what okay. most people would probably think of. That's what I really wanted you to say. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> That's what like a normal person would have said. <laughs> well, maybe you would have been in this test screening audience from 1939 because whenever they watched The Wizard of Oz, they all agreed that Somewhere Over the Rainbow was too fucking long. And it was too damn slow. Oh, wow. And they need to take it out. Wow. And that's like before TikTok and everyone had no attention span. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I feel like people don't really change. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> well, obviously, cooler heads prevailed. Mm -hmm. And Somewhere Over the Rainbow is a classic with everyone except for Sarah. <laughs> Nothing against it. <laughs> no, I'm actually really glad you answered something else. <laughs> so if you would love to be an audience member and get free tickets and fill out a form afterwards with many questions, and if you are one of the chosen, you will then be selected into a smaller group where you will discuss in more detail what you liked and disliked about the movie that you just saw. So I hope that you are between the ages of 18 and 34 because otherwise you're probably not going to get any tickets for a test screening. Wah, wah. Now, obviously this is all pre COVID mm -hmm. information. Things are obviously going to change. Da, da, da. But we're talking pre COVID. So the majority of people who go to the movie theater between the ages of 18 and 34 and predominantly men 
Hmm. And you can see how over time Hollywood has gotten more and more concentrated into like basically now it's just like superhero movies. Oh my God, I know. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay, so you got to the movie and you know that you're going to be asked a lot of questions about this movie. And as you watch it, you are being told to keep in mind that the movie is going to be a lower quality. So it'll be like, instead of like high definition, it'll be standard definition. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be filler music. And also the, if there's any sort of special effects or anything, they'll be like cruder or it'll be like kind of stand in because okay. all of these things are kind of in flux right now. So you, you keep that in mind. So it's not the complete movie. And then you know you're going to get a survey. Now, the questions on the survey, and these surveys are analyzed in like minute detail by the director and all of the other filmmakers involved. Questions include, would you recommend this movie to a friend? What do you like and dislike about each individual character? So you have to go through all of the characters with that. Mm -hmm. What changes need to be made to make the movie more realistic? What five things do you like the best? What five things do you like the least? Which scenes do you like the most? And which characters did you identify with the most? Hmm. That's like really a lot of questions. Like I've never thought that much about a movie before. That is a lot of questions, especially when it's like, tell us what you like about each character. It's like, "Mm, I'll do like the top three. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Like what if we tried to do this through a movie? Oh, we should do it. (laughs) I want to do it. Okay. But I guess it would have to be a movie that we haven't seen. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I guess, you know what? We could do, maybe we could do a movie that we haven't seen that we wanted to see when we were little. Okay. Or something that we didn't get to. Yeah, let's think about it. So now how do you get to get these tickets? You ride into like somewhere? Um, a lot of the screenings take place in around California and like California yeah. uh lost a lot of them take place in Las Vegas oh uh you can get but then you also can get like say solicited in a mall so somebody walks up <laughs> to you in a with a clipboard and they say hey would you like to see a movie today right now come with me and we'll take you to see a movie and then we're going to ask you questions about it and it's going to be three hours of your time Hmm. And usually people will be like, oh, it's a free movie. And then somebody gets to talk to me about what I think about something. Nobody ever cares about that. Of course I <laughs> want to do it. And then there's also like lists you can get on. Okay. And then I know like out in like out in LA and stuff, I'm sure there's like lists you get on and there's people that you know to get on the lists and yeah. all of that. The screenings are ran by um, independent companies and they 
usually costs around ten to twenty thousand dollars to run one screening, and they'll be they have to have a facilitator there, and there'll be about three hundred to five hundred people at one screening. Oh wow! So obviously, this is before when people gathered. Um, Do they give yeah. them free popcorn and stuff? No, I didn't see anything about free popcorn. There's strangely <laughs> like not not that much about this on the internet. Huh. Like there is, but it's more like people's accounts of doing it. Comedies and thrillers get tested more than any other kinds of movies. Oh, I would have thought for sure it was action because yeah. that's like what most of the movies are. If you're one of the lucky ones, you get chosen for a focus group where there's about 20 people. They show the movie and then they bring out the director and the filmmakers Mm. and you talk directly to them about the movie, (laughs) which would be really nerve wracking. I feel like if it was somebody... Like, you know, Steven Spielberg or something. Oh, my gosh. You're like, yeah, you know, Steve, I feel like (laughs) that, that, I mean, why are all your characters so long winded? (laughs) Like, get to the action. Yeah, you're right. It would be intimidating to, like, (laughs) critique Steven Spielberg. (laughs) Wow. Since the advent of the internet, some directors want to keep their movies out of the public eye before release, so they've refused to have any sort of Mm. test audiences. Um, The Da Vinci Code did that, and so did the like every all of the X Men Hmm. movie franchise doesn't have test audiences. I don't know anything about either of those. I don't either, but I know that I think like the last few or at least the last X-Men movie was like really panned by audiences and critics. So maybe they should have done some test audience (laughs) action. Right. (laughs) But who knows? I mean, I can see why, because I've definitely seen like bootleg versions of movies, you know, and um, it's hard to prevent. I don't do things. Yeah, I don't. I don't do things that are illegal. I know. So I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that was a thing. I mean, I've (laughs) never done it. I didn't buy it or record it. (laughs) I've heard. Do you remember that? (laughs) You remember that episode of Seinfeld when he got scammed into being a bootlegger? And he had to hold the the video camera, <laughs> the VHS video camera up at the movie theater the whole time. It sounds kind of familiar. What about shaky hands? Was that from that? Uh, yeah. That a, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any movies you can think of where you really wish it had a different ending? Like if you had been in the test audience, you would have said, hey, no, this needs a different <sighs> ending. Ooh, I know there are, but I don't know if I can think of it now on the spot. Well, I'll cut it. I'll cut it all out if you don't think of something. Okay. I know if I asked Dan, then he could like remind me of one that we mm-hmm. we thought that about. I don't know. I can't think of one yeah. right now. That's a good question, though. Yeah. What about you? 
Um, you know, why don't we put that to the listeners? Okay. What movie would you change the ending to? And how would you change the ending? Yeah. I like that question. That's a good question. And it allows like a lot of creativity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Send us your answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Cover your eyes podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm excited to hear those. And then I'm going to think about mine. Yeah, I know. When I asked you that, I was like, oh, I don't I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I have probably plenty because I'm pretty yeah. like specific about things. I'll have to think about it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll get back to it. I would say the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's bullshit that she was just in bed the whole time. <laughs> I love that answer so much. <laughs> yeah. I'm messing up all your Wizard of Oz dreams tonight. <laughs> you, you have like a picture of Dorothy on a dartboard <laughs> in your office. Yes. <laughs> that song is way too long. Oh my God. Sarah, what do you think about the movie Pretty Woman? Um, okay. I mean, I like it, the movie. We actually just watched it um, not that long ago. And it's, like, uncomfortable at times. But overall, I mean, I think it's cute enough. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, one of the things I remember the most, like, obviously, everyone, like, fell in love with Julia Roberts from that movie. She's, like, pretty adorable. And then I remember when I watched it this time, I looked it up, and she was only, like, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. or something when she made that movie i was like oh my god yeah she's like a literal baby mm-hmm. but she did such a good job and i love the part i don't know why but i love the part when it's like the day after they spend the night together and she's like eating breakfast in the robe and she's just like picking at pancakes and croissants and stuff i don't know why <laughs> like, that's one of my favorite like most memorable scenes i like the way she's just like chilling out in a robe and picking at all the different pastries and what do you think about it? Well, I haven't really seen it in a long time, probably mm-hmm. since it came out. And I remembered not really liking it and feeling like something's off here. Yeah. I'm not buying it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, which would happen sometimes with like big movies like that. And we're often and like, so I haven't really seen it since. Looking at what happens with test screening audiences, I found something very interesting about Pretty Woman. What? I guess we could say it's something I uncovered. Nice. And that's that originally Pretty Woman was going to be called 3000. The number. Is that the number that she got for the week yes it Uh, most certainly is okay it was written as a realistic drama what about sex work in la oh my god and it ended with edward picking vivian out of the car 
and driving away. Oh, oh my God. Obviously, test audiences hated it. <laughs> yeah. And they changed it to the fairy tale princess movie that it is today. Oh my gosh. And also, you might not know, but it is literally a Disney princess movie. Mm. Because it's a Disney movie. It is? Yeah. No way. <laughs> it's 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 from a the production company that's a Disney owned production company. Oh wow. Is when Disney started venturing out into more adult themed content. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whoa, no, I didn't know that. So it almost was a gritty drama. Okay, so they actually did film it that way with that ending of him kicking her like a car. And it was the same actors. Yes. They just like changed the movie. So they basically like reshot the whole movie. Well, I don't think the whole movie, but they reshot like some key scenes to edit in and then probably took out some others. Is there a way to access these other I was versions? That too. I would love I that. Me too. I don't know if mm. I don't know, but I was actually thinking that would be a good movie to do because I barely remember that movie, and I felt like when I saw it that it was something I shouldn't have been watching, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really weird that it was like acceptable that I was watching it. I think it came it, out when we were in like fifth grade or sixth grade. Yeah. Which is like, eh. it's a Disney movie. It's fine. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that's something we could do, too. Okay. Um, <laughs> and we can really figure this out. Yeah. Um, so that's all I have. That's what I have about test audiences. You can ask me some questions and I might know the answer. The main question I wanted to know was about if they got free popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's insane to offer someone like to go to a free movie and then ask them all these questions and not give them like popcorn and soda. Well, I think they're going to get refreshments. I think they should. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, that was my main concern. Okay. That yeah. and like how to get yeah. on the list. <laughs> well, okay. So I also came across that and I did not read the article. So, but it seems like Ed Norton the actor mm-hmm. is now doing a test screening, like an online streaming service for to do test audiences like all over. Oh, nice. And like you could get really, really specific, like breaking down. So because not all movies are 18 to 34. Like if you have a movie that has Michael Douglas and Meryl Streep in it, they're going to test baby boomer audiences for that movie. Yeah. Um, so, but with this test screening, you could get really specific and you could also, there's a lot of potential for online test screening audiences that we might be able to participate with in the near future or even now. I don't know. Cause I didn't look into that. I was, I was more interested in like, what was happening at the time of the movies that we watched were watching on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. It's like a huge part of the movie industry that people don't really talk about or think about. 
And now I know yeah. some more. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a letter that I picked out. Oh. Do you want to hear it now? Yes. Okay. So this is another one that got sent to the Gmail. Um, mm-hmm. It's long. Like, it's kind of long, but there's like okay. a twist at the end. So I thought it oh. was worth it. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Okay. So this is from when we asked about. I'm not actually going to even say because then it might kind of like give oh, away the twist. We'll do it at the end. Yeah. All right. Um, hello, Holly and Sarah. I'm really loving the show. Exclamation mark. Nice. Um, <laughs> this is kind of long, so I'll get right to it. Here's what happened. I'm married and I work in my family's business. One day, my uncle called me into his office and told me to sit down. He told me that he and some of the other people in the company received emails from multiple accounts saying that I was a drug addict and that I was beating my wife. (laughs) That's an awkward talk. I'm assuming that he wasn't. Um, No. He said, my uncle and coworkers didn't believe any of it. Thank God. Yeah, I don't think he was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I blew it off and told him to ignore it. It bothered me, of course, but I couldn't think of anyone that I'd pissed off. Um, which is good. I mean, I can yeah. think of lots of people that I've pissed off. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> yeah, he must be like a nice guy. Um, he basically it sounds like he just thought it was like a random fluke or something and mm-hmm. you know like internet scammers or whatever and just kind of forgot about it sure. but then um a month later he came home from work and found his wife sobbing she handed him a letter and it said that he was having an affair with the letter writer Ooh. who was named julie oh. so now it's like okay going that's beyond scary. the internet and like sending a letter to his house that's fucking scary yeah <laughs> I was like, that's like a, that, that David Lynch movie, Lost Highway, where it, it. It's, it starts out where Bill Pullman and Patricia Arquette are married and they get this VHS at their doorstep mm. and they put it in to play it and it's them sleeping in bed. Oh my God. Yeah. I need to watch this movie. Oh. I need watch, to watch, it, this. watch it during the daytime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's like that's like that level. I feel like that's Ooh. like that level of like invasion. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. His wife is crying and they she has a letter that says he's having an affair with Julie. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, I don't know anyone named Julie, I told her, and she believed me, especially when I told her about the strange emails I'd gotten at work. So after that happened, they actually ended up hiring a private investigator. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then he remembered that he did know someone named Julie from college. He says, um, when I was a sophomore in college, I was roommates with a guy named Bobby. We lived off campus with another guy who was friends with Julie. Um, Julie was gorgeous, but I was so busy and I didn't really notice her at first. Um, then Bobby, the guy that he was living with started dating her. And once they were dating, I realized I really liked her and they broke up like, so around the time that Bobby and that girl broke up, this guy realized like, Hey, I really like Julie. Um, 
Bobby didn't seem upset about it. He immediately started seeing some other girls. Mm. So I asked him if it was okay to ask Julie out. And he said, sure, go for it. Mm -hmm. So I did. Uh, It wasn't a big deal. Julie and I dated the rest of sophomore year and then broke up before summer. It was all very casual. I thought. A few weeks later, though, Bobby told me I needed to move out my stuff before he got home from his summer break. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. So Bobby was acting all cool with it, but it sounds like maybe he wasn't. Um, He says, I was very shocked when he told me why. He told me that he had been testing me this whole time. Which is like, that sounds like something a girl would do to her boyfriend, doesn't it? (laughs) More than like a guy friend. Um, he was testing me this whole time and that my, what? Yeah. He was testing me. Does Bobby have a crush on the writer of the letter? Oh my God. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, that might be, let's see. So do, do, do. Oh, he said that he'd been testing me this whole time and that my dating Julie was a total betrayal of our friendship. That was the end of it. Wait, no. much at all after that. <laughs> Wait, didn't didn't Julie and the guy didn't Julie and this guy date for a while? Julie and the writer. Yeah, didn't they date for like? I mean, he says that they dated casually, but then they broke up before summer break. So, I mean, I don't think it was even really that long. But, like, it was long enough that this guy, Bobby's, like, stewing. Yeah. So, Bobby's stewing this whole time. hmm That is so creepy. Do you remember that movie, Single White Female? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Oh, uh, we should watch that. We should watch that. Oh, yeah, we should. This is so um, Okay, yeah. So, Bobby is, like. That was a test and you failed and you betrayed our friendship. <laughs> These are like college guys. Like that's messed up. Um, so yeah, that was the end of it. He had that fight with Bobby in college and then he didn't really see him after that. But then later all the stuff starts happening in his life. So like I said earlier, he hired a PI and he says, um, the PI found out that my old roommate, Bobby had been cyber stalking oh. me for months. I know. Later, we found out he had set up a lot of fake accounts in my name and did illegal things in my name. Oh, he won't go into details, though. We just have to use our imagination. Oh, my God. Um, It ended up that they went to court and then Mm -hmm. the guy, Bobby, had to get court mandated therapy. Oh, well, that's good, right? Yeah. So that's good because it sounds like it was definitely needed. So. um. I need to know what happened here. <laughs> Tell us more. You're so nosy. I know. Send us another one with more details and we won't read it. What did he do that was illegal? <laughs> yeah, we don't have to read it on the air. <laughs> yeah. Give us the unedited version. Um, You might be wondering why Bobby tried to destroy me years yeah. after his quote-unquote friend test. I do too. Mm-hmm. When I asked him, he said he randomly saw me with my wife at the store and we looked happy and we were laughing and he thought that my wife was too good for me. What? (laughs) So you got a guy standing 
in a store looking at sheets or something. And then for his lonely bed, <laughs> Bobby's lonely bed. Yeah. And then there he's like, God damn, there's that letter writer. And it's not boring. Yeah, and it set him off. That was it? Yeah, that's what it says. Really? It says that... Um, Jesus. So, like, I guess they hadn't seen each other a long time, and just seeing him being happy with, like, a good-looking woman who was too good for him set Bobby off. He got obsessed with how I had dated his girlfriend and betrayed him. Which it wasn't his girlfriend anymore, by the way. And he said you could date her. <laughs> I know. That was the test. <laughs> Um, I guess he thought I should be miserable forever because I didn't pass his test. I will say that he was not apologetic in any way and was oh actively boy. blaming me for his court case. Mm. Isn't that always the way? Yeah, that's. Yes. Jesus mm. Christ. I know. He says it's all very confusing. And this email got very long. <laughs> hey, I'll yeah. more details. I know. <laughs> Um, he says he changed his name and he and his wife moved to a new city, which I think is probably a good idea after this. Um, he says, I guess that's okay. Cause I always hated my name anyway. (laughs) Ha ha. Thanks for doing the show. My wife enjoys it too. Signed Darren. Definitely not my real name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Darren. Mm. Can you give us a call? (laughs) I know. I want to know everything about this. Me too. I what mean, if this is actually Bobby writing in, oh pretending to be Darren? So creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was like a good twist at the end. Oh, so it's um, this came from our less than zero question about yeah. have you ever like betrayed your best friend? So really. His friend actually betrayed him. Yeah. But he was accused of betraying his friend who betrayed him. Exactly. I mean, I've heard of people being really weirdly obsessed with like the small detail that somebody like wronged them years before or whatever. Like, I've definitely heard of things like that on probably some trashy, like, true crime, like, <laughs> discovery show that yeah. I saw in high school or something. But, I mean, I'm glad that nobody got hurt. That's true. Because that's fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. It is creepy. Yeah, it could have been worse since, obviously, he knew where he lived. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it might have, es- I mean, I guess it could have escalated if he hadn't caught him, if he hadn't right. hired the investigator. Yeah, that's true. Ooh. Jesus. I know. I'm glad that doesn't happen very often. I would think it doesn't. <laughs> Who knows? Time to spend. Yeah, that's a lot of time. So I don't actually know like how old this person is. He doesn't really say. So I don't know how long it had been since college, but I'm guessing mm-hmm. like at least 10 years or something, you know? 
Well, he's married at least. So yeah, I mean, he's like married, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it's been a while. But even if it was a year, no, yeah, six months or a week, <laughs> any amount of time for that kind of activity is not okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Good. Well, I feel like um, Darren. I Darren. Yes. I hope you haven't intimidated the other listeners into, because your letter was very well written. Mm-hmm. And we do want to know more. And we don't need to read it on there. Yeah, just tell us what the charges were. Yeah, what, really what evil that. stuff did he do? Mm-hmm. And, if you're, and if you're not, Darren, <laughs> <laughs> or if you are, um please let us know your favorite alternative movie endings that you would have preferred at cover your eyes podcast at gmail.com <laughs> bye bye <laughs>